0: listening to brunch with me noreen Mayer, on this wednesday morning and since it's wednesday you know it it's that time of the week for our midweek audio column with cruzy e. mccalligan Cruz, it's so good to speak to you professionally and personally it's great to hear <laughs> your voice how are you
1: I'm well, thank you. I actually feel um, quite tired today um, in my body because we're going to get to the subject of the the audio column today. But um, I help host like a dance um, event in Hong Kong and we had one yesterday. And basically, I spent a lot of this time during the dance event jumping, which... I don't know if you've seen me recently, Noreen, but I um, don't have the physique of someone who would elegantly oh, and efficiently shish. jump. No. <laughs> okay. And so my body is a little bit, is paying for it a little bit this morning, in a good way, in a good ache.
0: I think but it's I because just... we're not used to jumping, so yes, it's not the physique.
1: Oh, well, not... I think you know, I mean, I, um, I I look at my children and I think that's what got me thinking about it as well. Is like my eldest, she's quite a sensory seeking child. She likes a lot of sensory input. She likes to stimulate her vestibular system. I think that's the one where you're moving around. And um, she will just jump. The number of photos I have where she's basically airborne, you know, I'm taking photos <laughs> of her just moving around a space. I'm like, her feet aren't on the ground. She's just permanently in the air. She's just jumping all the time. Um and and um and I realized, God, that just must feel so good to be able to just bounce and be so springy. Springy. Um, yeah, springy. So I wanted to think a little bit about jumping because it is this really joyous thing of the children do it and then athletes do it, I suppose. And then what about the rest of us? <laughs> like um, some of us occasionally on a dance night will think that we can still do it and attempt it and then pay for it. Um, so let's talk about it. So jumping is a form of locomotion or movement in which an organism or non-living mechanical system, like a robot, propels itself through the air along a ballistic trajectory. Um, Now, I would not describe me jumping as propelling myself along a ballistic trajectory. (laughs) It's definitely not as as, as precise as that. Um, but, But it's very interesting that most mammals are born with the ability to jump. Really? Yes, they are, and as humans, we uh, most of them. Um, and I'll go into some of the animals in a minute. But as humans, we regularly practice the art of jumping throughout our daily lives. So whether we're just hopping up on a bus, or you jump down the last step, or something like that, um, we we can't really we have this urge to just sort of jump, hop, skip and a jump, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's kind of interesting. Now, firstly, how high can we jump? So I wanted to know this, like what is the highest a person has jumped? Apparently, the highest standing jump, and I can't actually believe this. so let's see if we think this is true. The highest standing jump is 1.616 6, metres <gasps> or 5.3 feet. That's, that's taller than me. Yes, yeah. someone could just jump. Taller than you. And apparently this was a Canadian man called Evan Ungar in um, Canada on the 13th of May in 2016. And he broke the world record in front of 100 of his colleagues and friends at a health club. Whoa. Yeah, how, apparently. How does, he, how does one get so springy? That's, I don't know. Yeah. I think this is like, you know, the athleticism. I mean, our muscles are like little springs, right? If, you know, uh, yeah. for people who use them, that's what I've heard. <laughs> and, um, but there's also like a high jump, you know, like in the Olympics oh, yeah, in yeah. athletics. <clears throat> and where you jump, you know, off uh, over a bar. Now, the world record for high jump has actually gradually increased over the last hundred years. But now it's starting to slow down because these really competitive high jumpers are getting to pretty much human biological limits, it's quite fascinating. The current record is by Xavier Sotomayor from Cuba, who has a record that he set in 1993, which I think was for 8 point... I had it somewhere. Um, 8 point... 6.85 6.85 feet No, that's another Sorry, 8.03 feet As a male jumper The female jumper Record holder Was 6.85 feet Which is still incredible um, So he jumped 2.45 metres In the high jump eight Just over eight eight 8.03 feet In 1993 And no one's broken his record since I checked it this morning Whoa yeah,
0: incredible I just looked at yeah.
1: Javier, right? Javier um, Sotomayor yeah. from um, Cuba, yeah. So, which is quite incredible because, in average, most of us can only really jump a fraction of our own heights. <laughs>
0: it was I was really at there. Yeah, yeah. how yeah. high can
1: you jump, Cruz? You've got long legs. I'm sure I do you're... have long legs. Yes. I have very, very. I am a very tall person, Noreen, yes. and I can tell you, I could probably get a thumb's height off the floor <laughs> if I really put my back into it, <laughs> um, as I'm discovering. But other mammals that can jump, so whales, of course, are the largest mammal we have on the planet, and J. Whales jump completely out of the water. You know, they breach out of the water. That's what they do. They they jump. Um, But it's quite high to sort of offer a precise height that they can jump because it's quite hard to sort of mimic, you know what I mean, what are we measuring from and stuff like that. But um, one of the highest whale jumps we've seen of an orca whale, for example, um, was jumping 15 feet in the air while chasing a dolphin. Wow. So like it's quite incredible. Kangaroos, obviously yes. famous jumpers. Yep. <laughs> Probably one of the most famous jumpers in the world is the kangaroo. Um, kangaroo legs. I didn't know this, but I'm going to tell you this cuz I know you might be heading to Australia soon and you might just want some facts. So <laughs> in case here's I some facts. Bump into um, one. Yes. Uh, kangaroo legs cannot move independently of one another. I didn't know that. So they they're restricted to that bounding to, gait. Oh. Yes. They have to yeah. jump. Hop, they have to uh, jump. Yeah, jump. Yes. Yeah. So they, they, this is also what allows them to jump high distances, but they can also cover jumps of up to 25 feet in a single leap. So they might not be going up, but they might be going forward 25 feet in one jump. <gasps> like, incredible, incredible. They have been known to jump as high as six feet in a single jump. Which is extremely high and extremely difficult. And of course human beings are trying to push that all the time and barely getting past it, you know, um, and they, you know, so it's quite incredible. And now this is, it's all about physics because it comes down to their Achilles tendon, which is responsible for stretching and releasing the energy needed for the forward propelling motion. And so they're quite unique in that way. Tigers are another big jumper. I didn't know this. (laughs) This shows gaps in my knowledge. They can jump um, over 10 feet at a time. And they can also spring vertically up to heights of 20 feet when in full flight. So it's quite incredible that um, tigers can jump this this high. Even tigers in captivity have been known to jump as high as 12 to 15 in the, feet in the air. But like most animals, they're not going to perform at their absolute limit unless there's a desperate need to do so. You know what I mean? You're not just going to be like, I just feel, I mean, I think human beings are the only ones who are going to be like, I just feel like jumping over a person. You know, like tigers are only going to do it if they feel threatened, etc., etc., et cetera, et Because cetera, cetera.
0: Uh, yeah, they do, um, you know, you, you sometimes see like snow tiger. Oh, no, that's snow leopards. Never mind. Complete. But sometimes you see tigers in the trees, so I suppose they do jump very high.
1: No, absolutely. Uh, And I think even like, yeah, Yeah, even like in cold cold climates, yes, you're talking about animals that have that ability to jump, which I guess, you know, they're all part of the feline family. And cats are pretty remarkable anyway, right? I mean, I'm not a cat person, but I can definitely appreciate cats I've seen that have jumped from one ledge to another. And you think, wow, if that was you know, adjusted for a human height, it would be like jumping up half yeah, a building, you know. Exactly. So it's quite remarkable. <clears throat> but elephants <clears throat> cannot jump. No. Sadly, there are some that, mammals that can't jump and the elephant is one of them. And it boils down to one simple reason. It doesn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't need to. Um, most jumpy animals, like kangaroos or monkeys, or like, you know, predatory animals like a tiger, I suppose, rely on jumping to escape predators or to catch prey. But elephants keep themselves safe in other ways because they're huge and they have loads of friends. They have a massive social group. They don't need so, to
0: jump.
1: This is something I'm teaching myself as well, is that if I if I find that I cannot jump, I can just remain a large person and surround myself with good friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, let I me be to. part of
0: that pack. Then, there we go. Please. There <laughs> we go. We'll be
1: part of that pack. Um so that's quite I think that's quite adorable in its own way, really. Um but yes, now of course one of the things that we do with jumping, um, is uh like there's a couple of things I was gonna talk about with jumping. The first one is trampolines because that's like a different a different thing. Most people could jump on a trampoline, right? You might not be able to stand where you're standing right now and just leap into the air, but if I put you on a trampoline, we'd be okay. We'd be all right, Noreen. We could do it. We could jump on a trampoline. Um, but yeah, so this is it, it, the trampoline is quite an interesting thing. Apparently, the man who invented it, George Nissen, was inspired by nets under trapeze performers at circuses. Mm-hmm. And in 1933, him and his friends um, at the University of Iowa, they made uh, the first trampoline out of canvas, um, and they connected it to a steel frame with pieces of inner tube, and they did all this stuff. And then in the 1940s, he decided the nylon webbing from parachute straps would be a much more elastic material than canvas. And so um, many uh, kind of competition level trampolines today, because they have trampolining competitions, use quite a similar thing. So um, it's quite interesting. He had a a, a tumbling and diving background. So he came from like a professional diving background, this guy, George Nissen. And the Spanish word for diving board, I did not know this, is el trampolino. (laughs) So he turned this into trampoline. That's where we got the word trampoline from. I didn't even know. It It comes from El trampolino el trampolino which is uh, just a brilliant a phrase I'm going to start using that as an exclamation like Ay, el trampolino I love that um, but yes yeah, so there's other reasons we jump we jump when we're scared right when we're feeling a bit jumpy yep. someone goes boo and you jump right I, I jump Yep. yes of- I jump a lot um, I can't watch scary movies but I'm assuming that if I watch a scary movie I'd do that too <laughs> I'm yeah. just avoiding them because I don't have capacity for that at the moment. Do you remember but Sarah any-
0: Passmore who used to work here? Oh, yes. She was so jumpy. Like, even when the pho- every time her mobile phone rang, she'd just jump. She'd be, ooh! she just
1: got such a fright <laughs> from her
0: own mobile. It was so funny to watch.
1: Oh, that's so funny. But it, it, there's a reason we have that reaction Um when we're scared or when we're surprised. So fear starts with a trigger. So it could be a loud uh, loud sound or something that you're not expecting. So like a mobile phone ringing loudly. That stimulus signals our brain that we might be in danger. Whether the stimulus is touch, sight or sound, the scare, so that's even like, have you ever had that feeling when you've like, I don't know, felt an itch on your leg and put your hand down to itch it and realize there's a big creepy crawly or something on your leg and you've touched it or, you know, you've touched something unexpected. You know, you just sort of, Yeah, And you jump, you recoil, right? Now, that's the stimulus that we're worried about. So then that scary signal reaches the thalamus at the center of our brain, travels down to the amygdala at the base of the brain. And from there, there's a neurotransmitter called glutamate that carries a signal even deeper into our brain. And this is what causes us to freeze or involuntarily jump and puts us through what is known our fight or flight response. Mm. And there are two, uh, these, these reactions are automatic and they're involuntary because It's our deep brain. And our deep brain is super ancient in terms of our evolution. It was just how it evolved to protect us. And we have very little control over it. And the reason is because a fight or flight response unleashes powerful hormones that affect our entire body. So when you're frightened, your body floods with the hormone adrenaline, skyrocketing your heart rate and your blood pressure. And the hormonal surge also causes your heart to pump blood more forcefully to the muscles, which is why you might feel a little shaky or scared, uh, unsteady when you're scared. And the extra blood also gets your body ready to sprint away from danger or stand and fight if you need to, which is why that we have the fight or flight. But our bodies are pretty good at risk of, um, reversing the response pretty quickly. So if we're not in a life-threatening situation, our parasympathetic nervous system kicks in which counter-effects this. So that's why even when we jump when someone goes when for example when Sarah's phone rang and she went oh like yeah. that, she didn't continue to go oh, oh 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 for the rest of time, her parasympathetic nervous system kicked in and that brings your heart rate back to normal and you can kind of Release a bit, regulate, and that, yes. you regulate it absolutely, and that's the reason it exists. Because apparently, you know, adrenaline can actually be toxic in large amounts. Mm. Um, it floods into the heart, and it can lead to the failure of that organ and death. <laughs> adrenaline. <laughs> So, an adrenaline junkie probably has to be someone that's actually not just good at handling adrenaline, but also able to really regulate after that hit of adrenaline. Otherwise, it can be quite bad for your body to be constantly in that stress state. You know? Yeah,
0: that's why. I'm not. I'm not saying that the two are related, but some people, when they get really shocked or whatever, it can cause like a heart attack, or you know, or that sort of um, that sort of failure of the heart.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So. Other things, so other positive kinds of jumping are, for example, skip rope, jumping rope, <clears throat> which is really interesting. I looked into this because, you know, they've become quite popular, like jump rope workouts and stuff like A that. A firm
0: favourite of mine went back in the day. Back in the day. Not back the workout, <laughs> but back in school, we used to have like yeah. the jump rope in the school playground.
1: Yeah, oh, because they're, they're so good for you. Um, yeah. Jumping rope activates multiple muscle groups. And as you swing around the rope and jump, you also uh, engage your thighs, your, your hamstrings, your quadriceps, your glutes, your abdominals, your biceps, your triceps, your shoulders, your hands, your wrists, it's like a whole body workout um it's really good for building power and muscle um <clears throat> and endurance because there is a cardio element as well um they've done lots of studies into this as well but like you know doing a lot of jump rope um just a little bit of jump rope apparently i mean i'm not don't quote me on this i was reading it on a website but apparently 10 minutes of jump rope um is equivalent to kind of same benefits as like 30 minutes of sort of jogging um, yeah. So it's very, very good for you. Um, and it can really boost athletic performance, which is why I guess when we think about like a, a montage in a movie of a, you know, Eye of the Tiger sequence, oh, someone yeah. is probably skipping rope. right? <laughs> you know, people do jump rope, you know, in addition to boxing like Rocky, and all yeah. their <laughs> other stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um and yeah, so it can really improve your endurance and things like that as well. Jumping rope can also increase bone density so this is really important for one of the reasons children learning to jump is really important and, and that jumping movement that they do like I know my daughter when she goes to occupational therapy and um, you know she has dwarfism it's really important learning about you know what it benefits they have for her to hop on one foot or jump in place and things like that for bone density um, because osteoporosis is quite a bad problem in the world at the moment. It's a bit of an epidemic, and weight-bearing activities like jumping rope can really strengthen our bones. Mm, that's right. So this is quite a, a, a good thing for people to do. It also improves our heart health just because it makes our hearts beat really, really fast and really, really hard because it's super hard itself. Um, so that's a pretty good one. Apparently, um, when you ha- uh, there was a study that was done for um, people to improve their cardio fitness between indoor cycling and jump rope, and it was better with jump rope. Um, so it's also good for balance and coordination as well. Um, it's very, it's it's pretty fun, I suppose, in a way. <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing. But yes, I persuaded myself to try and start doing some more jump rope because my jumping yesterday. I mean, I'm exhausted now, but it felt good at the time. Um, and I have one quote to finish on. Yes, please go for it. Um, it is when jumping for joy, the last thing on your mind is what you're landing on. Oh. I was <laughs> oh. like. Yeah, yes. and I was like I've explained so much about how many times my children have injured themselves launching themselves from various things I know
0: <laughs> me too just landing on some Lego and you're like oh yeah. well Chris yeah. I really enjoyed your audio column thank you so much for your sharing and like you said I'll, I'll be in Australia uh, next week and the week after so I, I'll talk to you next uh, next time and, and so you'll be with Sadia uh, next week so thank you so much take care perfect take <laughs> bye care. for now